been doing our chronological study there and going through Genesis, and we're about to finish up Genesis, so we're getting near the end there. So let's, uh, uh, we're going to read out of three different chapters, a few verses. So we'll begin in Genesis 48. Genesis 48. And we'll begin, we'll read the uh, end of 48 to uh, verse 2 of 49. Then we'll read the end of 49 to the beginning of 50, then some verses further down in 50. So beginning in Genesis 48, verse 21. Genesis 48, verse 21 says this in the Word of God. It says, Now Israel, of course, Jacob and Israel, said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, but God shall be with you and bring you again in the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to thee one portion above thy brethren, which I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. And so he goes through and he, he gives something to each of his each of his uh, uh, children there. Then we come down to verse 28 in chapter 49. It says this, beginning verse 28. It says, All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is it that their father spake unto them, and blessed them. Every one according to his blessing he blessed them. And he charged them and said unto them, I am to be gathered into my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron, the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron, the Hittite, for a possession of a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah. The purchase of the field and of the cave that is written was from the children of Heth. And when Jacob had made the, an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. And verse 1 of chapter 50, And Joseph fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father, and the physicians embalmed Israel. Now down to verse 22. Says, And Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house, and Joseph lived an hundred and ten years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children also of, of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were brought upon, up upon Joseph's knees. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die. And God will surely visit you and bring you out of the land, unto the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died, being an hundred and ten years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Let's pray again. Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and grace, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for these good songs that we've heard, Lord, to encourage our heart, dear God, and remind us of your faithfulness, and remind us, Lord, it's not about us, but it's about you. And that's why you can use even somebody like us. And Lord, we thank you for that. You're, you're willing us to pay the price for our sin. You're willing us to use us and let us have the privilege of serving you and doing your will. Lord, again, we thank you for those that are faithful to be here tonight and thank those that are uh, faithful 
uh, to listen in. Lord, again, we do pray. Uh, we thank of Sister Sarah. We thank of Brent. Lord, we thank of uh, thank you for getting the Thomases home safely. Uh, continue to be with the others that are traveling. Lord, we thank of uh, uh, the Pitt family. We thank of Brother Woods family and uh, others with uh, burdens upon their heart tonight. We ask your great grace and comfort for them. Uh, Lord, as we uh, uh, look at these uh, portions of Scripture tonight, again, Lord, God, we ask you to teach us and challenge us. To thy glory we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So in verse uh, 21 of Genesis 48, again, it said this, And Israel said, I die. Genesis 48, 21, Israel said, I die. And then in uh, Genesis 50, 24, Joseph said, I die. So we see this book, like life, ends with death. Boy, they get, you know, this uh, uh, message here is about death. And I think, well, we've certainly seen a lot of that uh, uh, lately. But we see the book ends, like life, with death. But also, it, uh, though it ends with death, it also ends with hope. <laughs> Amen. Because for the believer, there's hope in death. It also uh, ends with a challenge. And also ends with a good testimony, amen? A good testimony. And so thank God uh, for that. Though we have to face death, we can uh, have some other things as well. So we look at the death of the father, first of all. Again, uh, Genesis 48, 21, Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die. But it says, God shall be with you and bring you again unto the land of your fathers. So as we uh, enter the room with Joseph and his father Jacob, uh, Jacob is, of course, about to meet God. And so we find the story of the death and burial of Jacob in this, uh, in this, uh, in this uh, chapter. And so uh, Israel, he gives his uh, blessings to his sons, and then, uh, he, then he, he passes on. And so we need to, to realize that, uh, you know, some of the most lasting impressions that are going to happen in our life are going to be at the times of death, some of the saddest uh, times in our, in, in our life. But God uses those, amen, to, 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 work in our, to work in our life. And so, you know, the Bible makes it clear and we need to understand, of course, we've seen that God uses death to speak to us about the preciousness of life. And boy, so many times we get caught up in life and we take uh, life for granted. And boy, day, days run into weeks and weeks run into months. And boy, all of a sudden we're looking back and we're saying, man, where has the time gone, right? Uh, some of us can say amen to that, right? Where it seems like just yesterday I uh, graduated high school. Well, not yesterday, the day before, but it doesn't seem like that far off, right? And, uh, you know, I look back and I say, man, I can't believe it. I'll be uh, celebrating my 40th year of graduation soon. And then some of you look at me and say, why are you young whippersnapper? Amen. And then some of you like Isaiah goes, man, is he old, right? So, you know, uh, all that, but we need to uh, learn uh, the preciousness of uh, uh, life and be reminded that death is coming to all of us and that we are not going to be on this earth forever. So here we see, you know, the father passes on. Then before uh, uh, next chapter two over, we see a son passing on. Of course, the Bible makes that clear. It is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. So we have that appointment. Uh, somebody was uh, called me the other day and talking about a, a loved one that uh, uh, passed away. 
And uh, somebody said, they said, somebody said to him, said, well, you know, we know it was, it, it was COVID that got him. That's what, you know, uh, took him to their death. But hey, if there wasn't a COVID, it might have been something else because they had an appointment. So we don't know what, what's going to make us keep that appointment, but we know we have that appointment. Some appointments uh, 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 you can change, but uh, others uh, uh, have, been, uh, have, have been determined. But we know that's the reality that we're all going to face. Uh, we're all going to face that, uh, that death. But uh, thank God that we are saved and we know the Word of God and we can rejoice in the fact that Christ has conquered death and has taken death's sting away. Notice uh, uh, what it says there uh, at the uh, verse 33 of 49. It says, look at verse 33 of chapter 49 again. It says, when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into bed and yielded up the ghost. That's kind of interesting. He yielded up the ghost. And look at this. And was gathered unto his people. Now, we know that he was put in the grave with the bodies of Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Rebekah and Leah, but I don't think it's just talking about that. We know that, hey, he was gathered unto his people as well, amen, that he went and in, uh, in, uh, in, in, uh, joined them. Now, of course, we know in the Old Testament they went to paradise. We might say heaven, but we know they went to uh, uh, paradise back then. So thank God that uh, we have the assurance, uh, amen, that there's hope even in death. Uh, we know the story of Lazarus in John 11. And of course, Jesus said this when he was talking to Lazarus' sister, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. Well, I like what old D.L. Moody said, if you've ever seen the, the movie about D.L. Moody. But he said, listen, he said, one day you're going to read in the newspaper that the great evangelist D.L. Moody is dead. He said, don't you believe it? He said, that day I'll be more alive than I've ever been, amen. <laughs> I'll be with the saints in glory. And thank God for that truth. Thank God for these verses in 1 Corinthians 15. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, you see, God's got to do something with this old body. You see, when, you see, we came into this world, what? As a lost soul, we came in this world with a lost soul. We came in this world with a dead spirit. And then we came in this body, in this world with a corruptible body. Now, the day we get saved, he gives life to that dead spirit, right? We're quickened. We become spiritually alive. Now we can have a relationship with God. The Bible says what? He that worships God must worship him what? Spirit and truth. Well, we can do that after we get saved because we're made spiritually alive. And until we're, when we're lost, we're spiritually dead. We can't communicate with God. We can't understand the things of God. But thank God the day we get saved, we, he takes care of that dead spirit. He quickens it, which means to be made spiritually alive. And then he saves that lost soul, right? So those two things are taken care of the day we get saved. But boy, we still got this old body, right? Oh, we still got that, that back, that knee, that whatever, that pain we got in. But thank God one day he's going to take care of that old body. One day this corruption is going to put on incorruption. And it says this mortal shall put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Thank God. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Boy, it's asking a question. See, the word of God is taunting death. Oh, listen, you ain't got nothing on me. 
We can taunt death. Where's your sting? Where's your victory? Well, I'll tell you where it is. The sting of death is sin. Well, hey, listen, I've been saved from my sins, so there's no sting in death for the believer. And the strength of sin is the law. Well, hey, I've been set free from all that. Amen. So death has no strength. Amen. Death has no sting for the believer. That's why it says over there in Psalm 23, though I walk through the what? The shallow of death. You know, uh, I, I've done a lot of funerals and I always say that there when I, when I read that verse in Psalm 23, it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Hey, when you're scared, you run. Amen. But if you're walking, chances are uh, you're not scared. So, hey, we don't run through death. We can walk through it like, hmm, right. Hey, the shadow of death. Right? Like they say, the shadow of a bullet can't kill you. The shadow of a, a car can't hurt you. Right? It's just a shadow. We can go right through it with peace and victory. And it says in verse 57, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we know he's the one that took the sting of death for us, and he gave us victory. So we can rejoice that Christ has conquered death and taken death's sting. And that's even here, even though we're reading about the Old Testament. It's always been Christ. You know, somebody called me the other night and they said, they said, uh, they said, uh, 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 Jeff, I know that, you know, in, in the New Testament, but what about uh, in, in, in the Old Testament? They, you know, tried to like to make there was, you know, uh, uh, listen, sure, there's some divisions in this book, but don't put more divisions than God put in this Bible, right? I said, listen, it's like this. Listen, if we can look back 2,000 years by faith, well, then they were able to look forward, right, thousands of years by faith. Everything meets at Calvary. Everything meets at the Lord Jesus Christ. It's always been a matter of faith, a matter of faith. Now, the only difference is when they died, they went to paradise, right? I was explaining this to that person. They went to paradise, which was in the middle of the earth. And then when Jesus, uh, after Jesus paid the price, right, uh, uh, then he led uh, captivity. He took all those people uh, uh, out of there and they're in heaven now. And now we go directly to heaven, right? Because they couldn't go until the actual blood had been shed. We say it's like this. In the Old Testament, everything went on a credit card. Amen. And then Jesus uh, uh, came and he paid that credit card off with his blood. Amen. And everybody was delivered. So everybody's getting to heaven through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the victory. Even so, Jacob, how did he get to heaven? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. How did Joseph get to heaven? Through the blood of the Jesus Christ. Christ and what a what a wonderful uh, thing uh, uh, that is. Of course, we, you know there, there's uh, uh, you know there's, there's there's dispensations concerning. Listen, to understand dispensations, that just tells you the way that maybe God dealt with man about something. But there wasn't different ways to be saved. There's just different ways that God showed man he couldn't make it on his own. That's really what you see in the different dispensations. You know, of innocence, of conscience, and all those things. All God of law, I'm getting sidetracked here, but that's okay. God was just showing man in all those ways that, listen, you can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. Your conscience, amen, isn't enough because the conscience can be seared, right? Uh, the law, you can't do it because that old flesh, you can't keep the law. I gave you a chance to be innocent, but you blew that too. So in every dispensation, every opportunity I gave you, you need it. So in this dispensation, the dispensation of innocence, you know what you found out? You needed Jesus. 
Hey, in the dispensation of conscience, you know what you found out? You needed Jesus. In the dispensation of law, you know what you found out? You needed Jesus. And you know what? In this dispensation of grace, you know what we realize? We need Jesus. Amen. And he, he's come and done it all. And so he gives victory over death. Thank, uh, thank God for that and that we see this. So we need to show the love of Christ to those that are still living knowing that our opportunity to touch their lives does not last forever. So here's what you see. You see the death of Jacob, of Israel. And notice here, verses, uh, verse 1 of chapter 50, what happens? Joseph fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and kissed him. And so, I, you know, try to get that picture there of Joseph falling upon his father when he died. Now, Joseph had just got to spend the last 17 years uh, together, right? Uh, it had been about 17 years since uh, Jacob and Israel had come to Egypt. So thank God they got to spend those last 17 years of Jacob's life together. But I can only imagine as Joseph fell upon his father's face, no doubt he thought about the many memories they were able to make together those last 17 years. But he'd also probably thought about the many memories that they had missed out on for the year time that they were separated, not because of their choosing, but because of the sin of others, particularly the brothers. And no doubt he thought about all those years that they had missed opportunities they had missed that they didn't get to spend together. Now his father's life was gone. You know, I think of how many, I think as I thought about this, the father and son relationship, I thought about how many fathers and sons or other family members miss out on precious memories because of their own choosing, because of their own choosing. You know, we need again to realize we have certainly seen in recent days, life has a time limit. And I've mentioned this before and I've mentioned it again. We need to make the memories and enjoy the experiences while we can. Unfortunately, many realize too late the importance of family and how vain things are or the things they wasted their life on. You know, as we, as we see, are reminded again, as we've been reminded in other places, the reality of death. May the Lord help us to have our priorities straight. And again, make the memories while we can and live a life worth living while we can. You know, I think about, uh, you know, I was away from uh, my loved ones for many years because, you know, uh, uh, I was in the military, then a missionary. So basically from age 18 uh, uh, to 50, uh, uh, really, I, I spent most of my life overseas. But I was so glad that when my family did move back to America and we moved to Greenville here, I was uh, so glad that my, my mother moved here and that we got to spend those last few years of her life uh, together and make those precious memories. But of course, my, my father's still alive. He, he, he's 83. You know, and I think about my, I think about my uh, uh, father, and I think about even just this week when I talk to him, how often I've asked my father about moving here, how often I've asked my father about even just coming uh, to visit more often. But you know what? Uh, he, always, he always has that, that excuse, that reason for putting it off. Now, listen, I love my father. I love, I love my father. But unfortunately, 
And, and it's not, I don't, I'm not trying to speak, I'm, you know, you know, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just honest. I'm not speaking, uh, uh, I don't mean speaking, Ill, but you know, I'm just being, being honest here. But unfortunately, my father was never much of a family man, but I always keep thinking, maybe one day, maybe hopefully, but I'm sure I'd love it to be able to make those last memories with the last few years uh, my father might have left. But even though he wasn't around much growing up, I've told you before, at the age of 31, I made a conscious decision that I was going to have a relationship with my uh, father. And boy, I want to keep that before me. And then I was, I think, as I'm the grandfather, as I'm the one getting older and about being more, being more conscious of being there for my children and being more conscious of being there for my grandchildren. So we need to have concern for our loved ones while there is time. Life is short. Precious time is passing away. So I encourage you, again, determine you're going to show concern for your living loved ones. God has a way, again, of using death to make life more precious. And boy, you see that as Joseph fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and kissed him. And uh, he thought about all the memories he shared, but maybe many that have missed. But I want to move on to the death of the son. Genesis 50, 24 says this, And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land into a land which he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. Again, notice the statement of faith Joseph makes even on his deathbed. So here's Joseph on his deathbed, and he makes a statement of faith. Joseph said, I die, but then he said that, God will. Well, I love that thought, God will will. Boy, again, so many people say all the time, God is able, but I love that statement, God will. Amen. That is a statement of faith. You see, when you say God is able, that sort of, sort of helps you sort of slip through the moment. But we want to be able to say God will. That is a statement of, that is a statement of faith uh, uh, when, you, when you say that and you know that, that God, that God will. You know, as we've studied the life of Joseph, which was the last several chapters of Genesis is, right, we see here that the Word of God records, again, the closing of Joseph's life. And again, he repeated those words, God will visit you. You see, we look all through Joseph's life and we see that his faith never wavered about God. He, he, his life was steadfast and faithful. A real faith was alive. Even though, he was, even though he was on his deathbed, there was still a real and living faith in Joseph's heart, even upon his deathbed. The object of living faith, amen, of course, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And because Joseph believed God, he said, God will surely visit you. Now, uh, just a a a a as a side note here, I, just let me give you this real quick while I'm thinking about it. What does Joseph Joseph asked his brother what the, to carry his body out one day, and then Jacob asked uh, his his children to carry his body to Canaan and bury him. And uh, while while we're on the subject of death, I think that's important to note in the Word of God, because you know a lot of a lot of uh, things going now uh, with especially with prices going up. You know, a lot of uh, Christians are discussing. Um, uh, 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 being cremated and all these things. Should a Christian do that? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna teach on that tonight. But I think it's important to note, since we're looking at the subject, that for some, that 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 uh, Joseph, 
uh, Jacob didn't just say, well, hey, since we're in Egypt, you know, uh, just go ahead and throw me in that wood pile over there and, uh, you know, take care of things here. Right? He said, no, bury my body in uh, back in Canaan where Abraham is and where Isaac is. And then uh, uh, Joseph made a big deal about them carrying his body out one day, even though it would be 400 and something years later. And you know what? They kept that. They kept that. Let me give you some, some verses as a side note. I think this is a good thing to study, but since, since it's mentioned in these verses, I think it's a good thing to mention. Exodus 13, 19 says this, And Moses took, look at this, took the bones of Joseph with him. Now think about all the things that were going on. You got over a million people that you're trying to pull out of this country and you take the time to make sure you got one person's dead body with you. That's an amazing thing to note. Think of all that. Now, we've all seen the movie, right? And, you know, I know the movie is not exact, but it is sort of interesting that they show that in the, the good one with Charlton Heston, right? You know, but uh, remember when that came out? Anyways, but, uh, but they showed that, you know, but it's interesting that all here he is trying to pull out a million something people out of that country. And he took time to grab Joseph's bones. And it's again, Exodus 13, 19. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And then uh, look at Joshua 24, 32. Joshua 24, 32 says this, The bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought out of Egypt, buried they in Shechem in a parcel of ground which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of silver. And it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. Now, here's what's interesting. Joseph was the one that got the uh, bury. It looks like Joseph got to be the one to sort of head up the funeral for uh, Joseph. And what's interesting is Joshua is from the tribe of Ephraim, one of Joseph's descendants. <laughs> Amen. So uh, he said, oh, we're having a funeral day. Who for? For my grandfather. Amen. I don't know how many greats were in there. He said, oh, who's this for? For my grandfather. Amen. Whatever, you know, uh, grandfather to the whatever power, or however you however you'd say it. Amen. But he he got to he got to help bury his grandfather. But, you know, but here's the thing that somehow there was an importance to that. Now, we don't want to overplay that, but I think it's important to note those things in the word of God, that God gave a, a significance to that, to a significance of that. And if you remember when Jesus rose from the dead, a lot of people came out of the grave with him. Uh, well, can you imagine if one day your grandfather knocked on the door? Hey, what's for supper? <laughs> right? So, just something to note there as, as a side note. But here's the thing. Joseph made a statement of faith even on his deadbed. Now, Joseph, when he died, was 110 years old. Now, remember, he was about 17 when his brothers betrayed him. So he had stayed faithful to God for at least, we can say, for almost 100 years straight. And I have trouble going 100 minutes sometimes. Amen? But he stayed faithful to God for 100 years. What a testimony. And he was still showing faith on his deathbed when he made a prophetic statement by faith that God will visit you. What a testimony. What a blessing. Think about this. What a blessing to be on your deathbed, right? 
and be there resting in God's faithfulness and then also speaking to God's faithfulness. Amen. <laughs> You're sitting there resting in God's faithfulness. It is well with my soul. And then by faith, you speak to God's faithfulness to your family. And being able to say to your family, hey, listen, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going off the scene, but God will be there for you. God will take care of you. What a wonderful uh, thought that is. What a testimony that he was able to say that. What a blessing, amen, to be able to show God's faithfulness. And of course, Hebrews eleven six 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and what? And that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. Notice that word, God honors faith. God rewards faith. And so this, I believe this could have been uh, uh, Joseph's life verse because Joseph was definitely rewarded for his faith and for believing God through many difficult circumstances. As we studied uh, Joseph's uh, life, we saw that he trusted God through many difficult situations and he stayed faithful to the end of his life and was a good testimony. What a wonderful thing to think about. So we need to realize, amen, that's a good testimony for Joseph that he stayed faithful. And we need to realize, hey, no matter what, 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 where you are in the Bible, Jesus Christ is always the object of our faith. And that we need to trust in the promises of God and believe him to accomplish what he said he will do. And be reminded of God's promises to save all those who come uh, to him by faith. We must live the Christian life by faith each day as Joseph did. And he said a good testimony. And know that God will be with us even as we pass through the door of death into eternity. So, listen, uh, we see the, the, the example that uh, Jacob set in his death. We see the example that Joseph uh, set in uh, his death. We see the, 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 the preciousness of life and how important it is, amen, uh, to serve the Lord faithfully while we can and purpose in our heart that we want to have a testimony like these great men of God that we're going to stay faithful to the end. And if Lord willing, on our deathbed, amen, we'll be able to be an example of resting in God's faithfulness and giving testimony to our those around us of God's faithfulness that, hey, that we're passing off the scene, God will continue amen, to work and to do. So I ask you this, what will God do for you in the day of dying? I'll tell you what, God will be with you to take you to glory when he comes. Second Corinthians 5, 8, we are confident, I say. What I, listen, that what? Willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. What a wonderful thing to have testimony of death, to, have, to show that confidence, amen, and be able to say, listen, it is well with my soul. One of the, talking about my mother, I, uh, uh, those last few days that she was uh, there, there in hospice, precious memories of mom wanting to sing in hymns uh, with mom. Now, she didn't like me singing by myself. I told you that. Amen. I woke up. She, I was singing. She stopped me. But hey, when we were singing together, amen, uh, mom, had a, mom had a good voice. But what a, what a precious memory to have that with a, a father or a mother or a loved one on their diamond, singing, rejoicing in the Lord and, and, and singing those hymns and giving great testimony and honor to the Lord. Jacob and Joseph both lived long lives. But see, the important thing 
is not how long they lived, but again, how they lived. So, hey, if we make it to 99, or if you decide to make it to 100, you go on to 100, that's fine too. I'm willing to stop at 99. I talked about this morning. But whether, hey, I, I'm, I know if I'll make it to 59. But it's not about how long our life is, but how true our faith is for the time period that we do live and that we're consistent being a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. So, hey, I want to I wanna live by faith. Amen. As long as God will let me live, I want to live by faith. But you know what? When the time comes, I want to die by faith. Amen. I want to die by faith uh, as, as well. And uh, what a joy to have that testimony. And thank God we see that testimony uh, in these, these, uh, these, men's, uh, these men's lives. All through Joseph's life, he was a witness. Boy, I think of other people. Samuel. I love the testimony of Samuel. He says he didn't let his words uh, fall to the ground. He had a continual uh, 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 testimony. So as we uh, as uh, uh, we prepare to end up a uh, uh, Genesis here, what a wonderful way to end, Amen. Oh, sure, it ends in death, but it also ended in hope. It also ended with a challenge, Amen, and it ended with a testimony of great faith. So though one day our lives can end in death, may it end in hope. May it end with a challenge to others as we leave the scene, Amen. And may it end, Amen, with great faith. Let's pray.